This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Showers today, high near 46. Mostly cloudy tonight, chance of showers, low around 37. Saturday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers with a high near 54. Sunday, mostly cloudy with showers and a high near 51. On October 24th, members of the Corrections Criminal Investigations Unit conducted cell searches in housing pod B of the Broome County Correctional Facility. Cell 105 housed Freddie Brown of Baldwinsville, a federally housed inmate at the Broome County Correctional Facility. Brown was transferred to the facility in October, facing 17 felony charges. During the search, investigators located fentanyl, PCP, and other contraband hidden in cell 105. A sock containing several wrapped cellophane bundles in Brown was discovered between a mattress and the wall of the cell, along with leafy substances rolled into the shape of a cigarette and were found behind Brown's toilet paper. After removing him from the housing unit, additional items of contraband were found in the cell. Freddie Brown has been charged with two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, a Class B felony, four counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fifth degree, a Class D felony, and 11 counts of promoting prison contraband in the first degree, a Class D felony. U.S. Senator Kristen Gillibrand announced on Thursday her push to crack down on robocalls, robotexts, and AI scams. Americans receive 4 billion robocalls every month, many of them from scammers. And as artificial intelligence grows more sophisticated, phone scams are becoming more sophisticated as well. Voice cloning, for instance, allows the scammer to mimic or impersonate the voice of an individual's loved ones in order to steal money or information. Gillibrand is reintroducing the Do Not Call Act to establish new criminal penalties for robocallers, including prison time. She's also calling on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate and track potentially devastating AI-powered scams. The Do Not Call Act strengthens criminal penalties for intentional violations of the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, which regulates the use of telemarketing calls. Under the Do Not Call Act, repeated violations of telemarketing prohibits are pro- prohibitions are punishable by a prison sentence of up to three years. The bill also doubles the fine for falsifying caller ID information from 10000 to 20000 For the first time since 2021, the Greater Binghamton Airport will host an air show on July 6th and 7th of 2024. The United States Navy Blue Angels will headline the show. The Greater Binghamton Airport has hosted air shows for the local community throughout the past four decades, drawing thousands of people from all over the tri-state area. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said plans continue to solidify for the 2024 air show and is excited for it to be a summer destination for yet another unique event. 
Since 1946, the elite pilots, known as the Blue Angels, have uh, mesmerized more than 500 million aviation fans with their precision aerobatic maneuvers traveling to air shows across the globe. Representative George Santos of New York will confront a third effort to expel him from the House today. Sensing the vote is likely to be his last and intent on not going away quietly. The first-term Republican could well become just the sixth member of the House to be ousted by colleagues. Of the previous expulsions, three were for disloyalty to the Union during the Civil War and two were for being convicted of crimes in federal court. Santos' challenge to colleagues to take the hard vote is an appeal to those lawmakers who worry that a new precedent is being set for the chamber's harshest punishment. Nanu's Nashville Hot Chicken is expected to open in downtown Binghamton soon, located at 7 Court Street, just west of Boscov's department store. The site most recently was occupied by Ecstasy Restaurant and Lounge. That business closed several months ago. Interior renovation work for the future restaurant has been underway for a few weeks. The operators of the planned business and the establishment said there will be multiple different levels of spicy hot chicken on the menu. There will be a range of seven heat levels, including none for the less adventurous diner. They hope to open the restaurant as soon as possible. People in nearby businesses said they expect the eatery will be in operation within the next couple of weeks. A similar Nanu's Hot Chicken restaurant is now operating in Philadelphia. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre-owned at GaltAuto.com. Joseph, this is Binghamton Now for Friday, December 1st, 2023. As we take to the air, I am happy to report the state of the nation is fantastic. And the phone system is now open. For you at 607-772-1290, share your thoughts wherever you are. 607-772-1290.
morning, WNBF Radio. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? What's that crap you got in the background? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me, let me double check. Hold on. That is really getting on my nerves. Turn that off. Not All right. Record plan. <laughs> John, John from Binghamton, welcome to our broadcast. Congratulations. You're the first caller of December 2023. You have won $1,000,000,000 in cash if you can be at our studio by 9.15 a.m. to pick it up in person. You don't have any 45 records, do you? <laughs> we have nothing. We don't even have cash. Can you imagine if we had a big stack of cash, even even a stack of ten dollar ten one dollar bills, you know, for our big the big cash giveaway. But yeah. we, we have nothing. Times have I changed. Was, uh, I was listening yesterday, I couldn't call in. I was on a in uh, if you must know Danville, Pennsylvania, the little town with the big hospital. Anyway Where's that uh, guy singer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how's that going? Uh, I mean, the hospital. Yeah. What I noticed there's, there's two things that you invariably notice when you go down to 81 South is you know uh, all the strip plazas seem to be renovated and occupied. Uh, the first thing you notice is a lot of electronic billboards on 81. Now I know the billboard call is a local issue, but it when you Go to Scranton, you hit six or seven of them right there, and then, you know, more down the road in Wilkesbury. And uh, they provide light and uh, sort of like welcome to civilization. Now, we have one, I think, on the Brandy one. Uh, well, they're know. spreading. Now, there's more than one. And I know from inside sources that there are more to come. Here in Binghamton and, and across the triple cities. So there are also, I don't know if you noticed, I think there are at least a couple in uh, Endwell, the town of Union, along 17. So, yes, they're, yes, like so many things in life, uh, the Binghamton area is behind on the trend. Yeah. Uh, no surprise, but uh, we will, we will wind up with our electronic uh, billboards. Uh, they're, they're going to prolif- proliferate. And, and the quality of uh, the building appearance, the construction, like I was looking at a number of, of medical offices, you know, uh, beautifully landscaped, brick facades, uh, not this masonry box, little architectural value in them, uh, well, well kept up. Uh, it, it, it's just noticeable. It, it, I mean, you know, 60 miles away. is. Why do you think that is? Well, why? Because you're not the first person to notice that. Why do you think there is such a disparity in not just architecture, but just general upkeep of of property? Not just commercial and industrial, but even residential. What is your uh, what's your take? Why? And, and look, I'm I'm a native of the Triple City, so I love this area. So I'm not trying to be unduly harsh, but anytime I travel outside the immediate Binghamton area, and it could be other places of upstate New York or into northeastern Pennsylvania, I'm just taken by um, the stunning difference. Not in every case, but in many cases, very similar to what you noticed. Well, yeah. well s- s- 
some of it is initial uh, construction and planning, you know. Uh, uh, there's just not enough money spent. On, 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 I mean, landscaping is key. I mean, you, you've got beautiful, beautiful – I mean, you know, and it, and it just – you know, when you're going down 81 to the Mason-Dixon line, I mean, it just gets better and better and better. Now, you can find lousy houses there. You can go into ghettos and and, and, and find, you know, dilapidated structures, not to the, the level of here. But, uh, you know, I think it's it's the lack of commercial activity. I mean, you go into places even in upstate New York, you know, you've got six, seven banks, you know, community banks slugging it out. Uh, here you don't have that. Uh, you know, you've got private, there, private medical and dental offices here. You have a few, uh, but well, what, it, what it reflects then is a snapshot of the health of local economies. Well, yeah. In fact, I went to one office and I, I said, and it was in a residential neighborhood borderline, but it was a huge, it had like fountains. And I said, well, this has got to be, as I approached, I said, well, this has got to be a funeral parlor. And it was an accounting office. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, I've noticed that in in several towns not that far from here. If you drive to the north or to the west of um, the Binghamton area, there are a lot of a lot of spots. Look at places like Corning or Horseheads, or if you go to Auburn. I won't even mention Skinny Atlas. That's a whole different yeah. story. You know, I'm I'm not going to compare. I'm going to compare Endwell with Skinny Atlas. But anyway, the um, yeah, I think I think it's indicative of the um, generally the state of the local economies. So, I listened to your program yesterday, and uh, I heard of Matt Paulus, uh, and I watched the WIVT news. And I couldn't help but think when I watched the WIVT news that it was the first eight minutes were the general uh, uh, election campaign of uh, Garner. You know, you had the BC Open, you had the Blue Angels, you had the uh, the victor. How, how many ribbon cuttings? I mean, I, I recall politicians being out in that factory numerous times, at least three. <laughs> you know, so I guess I guess that was the final ribbon cutting. But it was interesting when you pressed him on. I guess it's fifty nine Lester or whatever it is. He he sort of got agitated. And he said, well, in other words, they're planning another ribbon cutting. You know, he's got to check with Garner and Dan Reynolds and Lepardo, you know, so they can. Well, and and again, not to burst anyone's balloon or not to let any dogs out of the bag, but the the year 2024 is significant. And in terms of whether it's ribbon cuttings, groundbreakings, major economic development announcements and so on, uh, of course, 2024 will be a banner year. And yeah. and I I am so close to announcing something that will happen probably next summer, but I've already confided in a few people just to say, this is what's going to happen. I even gave the likely date, and people are like, well, how do you know that? And I said, I don't know it, but I just have a gut feeling, and we'll see if it happens. And there are a few other things that I, you know, I'm not, I'm not Bob Jordan, and I don't I don't see, pretend to see into the future, but I do know a few. We'll just say you and I know the way things work around here. Yeah, it's it's like if American runs on that one brand of coffee, then Broome County runs on BS. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> sounds unnecessarily harsh. No, Broome County runs on state and federal funding. 
Yeah. It's, you know, no, we don't. Well, everybody needs coffee, except a few of my friends for some reason who aren't with the program. And no, Matt, no. Do you drink coffee, by the way? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I, I have a few friends who no, no amount of cajoling or encouragement or whatever will get them to drink coffee. But, you know, whatever. They're still good people. But anyway, yes, yes, uh, America and Broome County runs on high-test coffee. But more importantly, the, uh, the local governments are dependent. And this is it's not a criticism. It's just the truth. I know you you think it's... Uh, terrible. I think it's terribly realistic. We we need the money. We need the money from Albany, and we need the money from D.C. So, as much as as much as it pains me to say that, otherwise, what? otherwise, most of these projects that finally do get done would never, never have come to but, fruition. But here's the problem, Bob. All these projects they're announcing, you know, remodeling an old factory. That's nice. How many? How much property taxes is it paying? You know, uh, uh, ha, 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 when is Boscos going to pay property and school taxes? You know, this is the land of of make believe. They they want the remaining business owners and the remaining homeowners to subsidize all these nonprofits and uh, uh, these payment in lieu of taxes. I mean, let's go to Airport Road. Oh, we're going to put it in an industrial park. Good. It's actually going to pay less tax or zero tax than the, the woods uh, that they they want to buy for uh, uh, 7500 an acre. So, you know, I mean, Johnson City, there's all these projects. Great, great. I think uh, Mayor Maney is one of my favorite guys. But guess what? Uh, he's not uh, getting any tax revenue. Well, and, and certainly, you know, maybe maybe somebody should – Encourage the entities, and you know, we, if we went through Johnson City or Binghamton or Endicott with a list of the entities that, for whatever reason, aren't paying property taxes, or, I mean, look, I understand the laws and I understand the deals that have been made, but you know, even if you've made a deal, or even if by law you're not obligated to pay one penny in property taxes, there's nothing that says you can't. Um, make like make some contributions to for the services you receive. I mean, that would be, I think that would be um, a thoughtful gesture on the part of many organizations to. I mean, even if um, even if it was something like a, a, such a modest amount, like one hundred dollars a year, at least that's something to express appreciation for all the fine services you receive, and when you don't have to pay technically anything in taxes. Well, look at the situation in Ithaca and look uh the amount of money that Cornell was already paying and the increased amount and look at what you get from the Binghamton University Foundation and the Binghamton University. Oh, and by the way, how about that 300 acres uh in Western Broome that was given to the Binghamton University Foundation, you know, the the ones that they had the uh, the fracking uh, lease that never panned out on uh, you know that that would seem to be a a good spot for an industrial uh, park, uh, something like that. But you know, uh, if Ithaca is booming for one reason, this situation uh, with Cornell paying payment in lieu of taxes is been resolved, and the payments are not going down; they're increasing. 
Uh, here, what we've got is the university, the university foundation, and now this new consortium, the Center for Excellence, and the incubator, and all that stuff, paying zero, zero taxes. How are we going to educate our children? How are we going to pay for the governmental services, the police and fire, without any payments from these entities that, you know, uh, one only has to listen to the scanner, Bob. Uh, for example, these uh, student housing projects, these big ones with the pilots, I mean, those fire alarms are going off, you know, uh, night and day, uh, on the hour. It's a call. They have to go there. They have to check it out. Uh, you know, and uh, well, and that's the thing. Out of out of one hundred or five hundred calls, only one or two are are an actual emergency. More often, it's something like burnt toast or steam from a shower. But they can't they can't treat any one of those calls, even if they had two or three calls to the same student housing complex already today. They still, if they get another one at nine twenty six this morning, they still have to respond priority with lights and siren and not only does that put additional wear and tear on the equipment but in point of fact it, it certainly puts innocent people at some risk because when there's an emergency response when you have police and fire units and who knows sometimes maybe ems as a, a precaution when they're responding in emergency mode it's always possible that someone driving or someone who's crossing the street could be hurt. It's not likely. But, you know, any one of these things, if they're responding to um, an unnecessary alarm, and I guess after, I don't know how many how many false alarms you get per month. I don't know if it's one or two. And then they start charging. But still, I think the, the amount they charge doesn't reflect the... Um, actual amount incurred, you know, by by sending equipment out on, on an emergency call. Anyway, we'll see what the other listeners have to say. Appreciate your call, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Adios, muchachos. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm not bilingual. <laughs> it's 927. WNBF 607-772-1290. Uh, live and local. And there is no script. I have no talking point. Just armed here with a, a microphone and a telephone. And a mouse that I can push. I don't push the mouse. I push the little thing on the left part of the mouse. And that way, it enables important announcements to be broadcast. We're at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. Live. 
live and local on a Friday morning. Bob Joseph in Binghamton now. Joined now by Ted Wolf from Vestal. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing a lot better, thanks. Good. I, I say that because uh, right after Election Day, my wife and I had a vacation scheduled down in Disney, down in Florida. And uh, we got on a plane in Newark. And when we got off the plane in Orlando, two, hour, two hours and 20 minutes later, it appeared that I had suffered a small stroke. And uh, we had to go. We had to interrupt our vacation for a couple of days' stay at the hospital. So uh, where we were you at the hospital in Orlando? Uh, no, we went to Celebrations. Uh, there's a hospital in Celebrations, Disney's Celebrations. It's a it's a kind of a town that he built. Yeah, I've heard of it. I have heard of it. Yeah, real nice place. I mean, we drove from the airport to an emergency care walk-in. And uh, it was late in the day, and they whipped me right in and started doing tests on me. Next thing I know, I'm in an ambulance going over to the hospital. And there they kept me for a couple of days. And uh, therapy was to get out <laughs> and uh, walk around Epcot Center for two days, two, three days. And uh, after you do seven, seven miles, <laughs> you begin to get your walk back. Yes, you will. So, so but it, you know, uh, I take it the fact that you're uh, – um, calling the program, things must be going quite well now over over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, about four weeks, and I, and you know you uh, you know the first day I couldn't even write my name, and uh, now the doctors say, hey, that's pretty damn good. I said, yeah, not bad, and uh, you know I had a little um, physical therapy to they give me some some directions on how to check my balance and. How to, you know, they want me to go do some walking and stuff like that. But uh, none of that held, held, held me back. Um, just finishing up a bathroom for somebody that we, on the house that I built a year ago or so. And uh, today my flipping neighbor is picking me up because we have to go look at our fourth house to buy and flip. So you're, so, you're back, you're back in the game. I'm, I mean, you're, you're back, back in, in business. Good. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't let anything hold us back, but. All of that aside, there's, there's two things. I wanted to make sure that you understood that uh, I didn't lose the election, uh, but I didn't win, but I didn't come in last. I came in the middle, <laughs> if you follow me. On I that. do follow uh, you. Well, let's, there's three let's, people. Yeah. No, that was, I think it was, at least in my the memory, it's, it was probably the most unusual supervisor's yeah. race in, in town history. At yes, least recent history. Everybody guesses, and all through the the uh, warm up period, they all wanted to kept guessing. Say, well, what would have happened if I had run against Schaefer? What would have happened if he didn't switch? Or what would have happened? In that? And there's all these different scenarios because there's three people and three different parties, and uh, you know, just different people. So everybody was guessing, guessing what's going to happen, and uh, you know, it, it came out. You know, first, second, and third, and uh, people say, "Well, you lost the election." No, I didn't lose the election. I I didn't win, <laughs> but I didn't lose because Schaefer was beneath me in number of votes. Right. So, so what, I think I so think look, in the middle of the road. Yeah. So looking forward, given given uh, the fact that you were a candidate for supervisor, do you intend uh, to get more engaged in in 
town government going forward or just kind of remain as as an observer as as you already indicated you have um, other things to keep you busy but uh, what are your plans with uh, respect to town of vestal government do you think that you might run for anything again at uh, looking it ahead in the be. next few years it could be two years now there'll be a, a race for a uh, board member seat and um, and then there'll be two years after that there'll be another chance to to run at the supervisor's position but I, I think that uh, I would like to be a little bit more involved than I have been um, keep my eye on uh, the, the new supervisor and um, keep my eye on the town a little bit more. Uh, there are some ideas that I want to introduce to the town if the supervisor will work with me. Uh, those are some things that I'll maybe take a, a little stab at. Have you had any convers- conversations with her? Uh, I haven't yet. I'll tell you, I've been very busy. <laughs> we well, immediately yes. flew down to Disney. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've come back and I've been, I, you know, Monday I was in Fulton, New York. I, I went up there and we pulled two front doors off the church of Fulton Episcopal Church up there. And, you know, I've got, I've got uh, a busy three and a half, four weeks to get them completely refurbished and back up. So I really am not, I'm not doing anything. Nothing is on my plate other than uh, refurbishing these two 100 year old doors. And uh, my, my hope is to get them back on that church before Christmas Eve. So I'm, I'm not doing anything else. The, the calendar has been cleared. All right. Well, well I wanted to, I just, here's why I called you. If I could just tell you why I called you. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I was pulling out of my driveway and I saw something that I had never seen in 26 years. Uh, across the street was a fox. And I thought, well, wow, look at that. 26 years. I've never seen a fox. I've seen a lot of different wildlife around my house, but never a fox. And I thought that was interesting. He was uh, maybe across the, maybe he you know, got away from you're not that far away from the TV studio maybe maybe he got loose from Fox Forty. <laughs> I'm going to check with well, Sue Newbauer to see if if find out if that's the Fox Forty Fox Fox Forty Fox on on the loose. You know, usually I think they they keep the Fox Forty Fox in a a little room next to the news set, just uh, sort of as a mascot. But uh, it's the first time I've heard about a. A fox being in a, a residential area of Vestal. Well, you know what? This really kind of goes along with the the uh, neighbors that live in the South Hills of Vestal not wanting to have their uh, homesteads interrupted. Um, you know, if, as you drive around the Vestal Hills, it's absolutely a beautiful uh, hillside and a beautiful area to live in. And when you see... You know, I saw an American bald eagle in my next-door neighbor's yard two or three years ago. And uh, we have deer wander through the yards. We, I have had pheasants, and, of course, I've got skunks and groundhogs like everybody else, I guess. But uh, it, it, it's, Fox is a brand-new one for me to see. And um, the more you, you know, if they take 45 acres away from that with this development, the the, uh, the housing development, what happens to the all of the animals that live in that 45 acres um, they get pushed out oh, sure you're gonna see more oh. i'm sure i'm sure the fox you saw thursday isn't, isn't the, the only, only one no <laughs> probably probably every station around here has a fox whether they'll admit it yeah. or not fox 1290 fox 34 fox 12 even you know, the press might have a fox you know, 
I thought it, he was kind of far away, but I thought it looked like somebody, like a barber, had maybe shaved a forty into the into the trunk. That's part of their. That would explain. I bet they're. I bet they're ready to unleash a major promotional campaign in time for the February sweeps. <laughs> I, gee, I hope yeah, we didn't okay. spoil the surprise. Anyway, uh, Mr. Wolf, thank you for checking in. Yeah. Uh, I uh, appreciate your getting in touch with us. Please do keep in touch going forward. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting year for the town of Vestal, and we'll see what happens. I think there's a lot of potential. You never know. You never know, you never know. after an election, yep. and, and certainly with with changes that will start happening within uh the next several weeks at town hall we'll um we'll see how it goes i i want to hear i'd like to hear from you i'd like to hear from john schaefer i'd like to hear from the new supervisor and uh, board members uh, what i've noticed in the past about the town of vestal is I know we have thousands of listeners in Vestal. We just don't hear from them that often. We heard there was Vestal was represented more this year because of the election and because of the interest in the election, both the primary in June, uh, the Democratic primary in June, and then the general election. So we, we heard from more Vestal residents this year than ever, but typically we don't hear that much. And I, I'd like to hear more, and not only about the the usual things like property taxes or traffic on the parkway or whatever, but other issues. There's so much going on in the town of Vestal, and I I encourage you and John Schaefer and Maria Sexton and all town residents to call in and talk about the town. You know, I I think it's a great town. I um. I may not go on the parkway that much during the month of December because of traffic volume, <laughs> right. but but it's not because I dislike the town. It's you know that's indicative that along along the parkway corridor there there is a lot of uh, successful business taking place. So anyway, thanks for checking yeah. in. Good, Bob. We, it's been a pleasure, and I have to go. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye. Uh, Ted Wolf and from Vassal. He was the Republican candidate for town supervisor in the election. A few weeks ago. 607-772-1290. I'm Bob Joseph. It's a community conversation. All are welcome. But also, I was thinking about this last night. We've been looking at some numbers, and a lot of people are listening out of state in Florida, South Carolina. Well, of course, Pennsylvania. It's just barely out of state. But We've got people listening in Georgia and Tennessee and California. I don't know that we have anybody based on the printout. I don't know that we have anybody who listens in Idaho, but if they do, or Utah or Wyoming, hey, call us, 607-772-1290. Program might be called Binghamton Now, but I guess we could just as easily call it The World Now. I think that name's taken. It's Bob Joseph. 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. And so many people also stay connected with us using the WNBF app.
lot of people will call in nationally syndicated talk shows. They keep you hanging on. Especially when they're pre-recording their hours to cheat with you. <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to say that. What? You mean they pre-record their calling hours so they can leave early or do who knows what when their show is on? Well, well, that sounds deceptive. Not here, though. It's live. It's local. And I can certify that I'm here for now. National Weather Service forecast today. Cloudy today. Showers developing this afternoon. High 45, a quarter inch of rain. Mostly cloudy tonight with a chance of showers. One-tenth of an inch of rain. Probably less. Low 38. Mostly cloudy tomorrow. Chance of showers. High 54. Well, that's not bad for December 2nd. Sunday. Still mild, mostly cloudy. Showers likely in the afternoon, high 51. Right now, it's 37 in downtown Binghamton. That's 3 Celsius at News Radio, WNBF. And air quality, everybody talks about it. Nobody does a darn thing about it. Uh, air quality today is better than yesterday. It's actually good. AQI, air quality index, is 41 at WNBF. All right, let's take a look at some of the emails that have uh, started pouring in from our WNBF fans. Christy from Vestal writes, curb appeal south of the border with uh, John's references to how nice things look in some parts of northeastern Pennsylvania. Regarding that conversation, at least part of the enhanced curb appeal south of the border is due to the economic boost of natural gas extraction, to which I replied by email, true, exclamation points. That is true. T-R-U-E. Alan from Binghamton writes uh, about... Uh, Broome County and the way things look. Um, he noted uh, that John, who talked about conditions around here, uh, of course, as we've acknowledged, John lives on the west side. Uh, Alan from Binghamton writes, homes on this side of town are getting updated regularly. Lord's Hospital does landscaping regularly. And doesn't new business and housing bring in sales tax and new jobs? Also, property taxes are stable. <laughs> what more does he want? Move to Ithaca. Well, one thing I'm fairly certain about is John is not likely to relocate to Ithaca. Tommy from Binghamton writes, The city of Binghamton Fire Department maintains highly detailed records that document the nature of every single response to any type of of call for assistance. The technology is available that could make this data vetted for security and privacy protection. Um, so they could put that out. Unfortunately, the software has not been made available to the public at large, unlike the way it has been made available to people in other places like Buffalo. The software has the capacity to provide data related to all types of municipal services. Yes, I've noticed that, Tommy. 
as much as I love the Triple Cities, all of our um, local communities, people who live here and the people who run things, uh, I have noticed in terms of using technology, it doesn't seem to be much much of a desire to move very quickly when it comes to new technology. Even as I've said, and some people would think that it's just some sort of um, bizarre harangue about government meetings. Why is it in 2023 that any government meeting in Broome County, that's any meeting, city, town, village, county, even when state entities meet, or if there's a federal hearing or whatever in the Binghamton area, everything, everything ought to be streamed live on YouTube and ought to be accessible as it happens for people who uh, can't make it to the meeting or don't want to. What if people are afraid? What if they're just living in their basement, but they're still interested in what's going on around here? All that stuff, the business meetings, the work sessions, commissions, whatever. The technology is there. You know, well, it might cost too much. No, it doesn't. No, if it costs too much, then find the money. Relatively speaking, it doesn't cost too much. If you look around the United States, including many other communities in New York and Pennsylvania, somehow they've been able to figure out how to live stream their important meetings and even some of their unimportant meetings. They're live streamed and then archived. Come on, man, get with it. I know. You're saying, well, if they really care, they'd go to the meeting. Well, maybe they can't. Maybe they need to work. Maybe they need to take care of the kids. Maybe they have to sit at home and uh, have uh, fast food. I don't know what they're doing, but there's no excuse that I can think that holds water for not streaming each meeting it's a, if it's a public meeting, now obviously, when they go into executive session to talk about sensitive issues, if they're going to buy property, if they're going to fire someone, or if there's some sort of scandal that they need to um, deal with, potential litigation, I get. They go into executive session, then turn off the stream. When the executive session is completed, resume the stream and say, we are back in public session, and now... The business of the public will be made available to the public for all to see. It's the government. They're not working for themselves. They're working for we, the people. So let's do that. Let's make that the one New Year's resolution for all of Broome and Tioga County governments. Stream everything live within the next 100 days. I'm Bob Joseph, serving you on WNBF and WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Showers today, high near 46. Mostly cloudy tonight, chance of showers, low around 37. Saturday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers with a high near 54. 
Sunday, mostly cloudy with showers and a high near 51. On October 24th, members of the Corrections Criminal Investigations Unit conducted cell searches in housing pod B of the Broome County Correctional Facility. Cell 105 housed Freddie Brown of Baldwinsville, a federally housed inmate at the Broome County Correctional Facility. Brown was transferred to the facility in October, facing 17 felony charges. During the search, investigators located fentanyl, PCP, and other contraband hidden in cell 105. A sock containing several wrapped cellophane bundles and brown was discovered between a mattress and the wall of the cell, along with leafy substances rolled into the shape of a cigarette and were found behind brown's toilet paper. After removing him from the housing unit, additional items of contraband were found in the cell. Freddie Brown has been charged with two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, a Class B felony, four counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fifth degree, a Class D felony, and 11 counts of promoting prison contraband in the first degree, a Class D felony. U.S. Senator Kristen Gillibrand announced on Thursday her push to crack down on robocalls, robotexts, and AI scams. Americans receive 4 billion robocalls every month, many of them from scammers. And as artificial intelligence grows more sophisticated, phone scams are becoming more sophisticated as well. Voice cloning, for instance, allows the scammer to mimic or impersonate the voice of an individual's loved ones in order to steal money or information. Gillibrand is reintroducing the Do Not Call Act to establish new criminal penalties for robocallers, including prison time. She's also calling on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate and track potentially devastating AI-powered scams. The Do Not Call Act strengthens criminal penalties for intentional violations of the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, which regulates the use of telemarketing calls. Under the Do Not Call Act, repeated violations of telemarketing prohibits are pro- prohibitions are punishable by a prison sentence of up to three years. The bill also doubles the fine for falsifying caller ID information from 10000 to 20000 For the first time since 2021, the Greater Binghamton Airport will host an air show on July 6th and 7th of 2024. The United States Navy Blue Angels will headline the show. The Greater Binghamton Airport has hosted air shows for the local community throughout the past four decades, drawing thousands of people from all over the tri-state area. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said plans continue to solidify for the 2024 air show and is excited for it to be a summer destination for yet another unique event. Since 1946, the elite pilots, known as the Blue Angels, have uh, mesmerized more than 500 million aviation fans with their precision aerobatic maneuvers traveling to air shows across the globe. Representative George Santos of New York will confront a third effort to expel him from the House today, sensing the vote is likely to be his last and intent on not going away quietly. The first-term Republican could well become just the sixth member of the House to be ousted by colleagues. Of the previous expulsions, three were for disloyalty to the Union during the Civil War and two were for being convicted of crimes in federal court. 
Santos' challenge to colleagues to take the hard vote is an appeal to those lawmakers who worry that a new precedent is being set for the chamber's harshest punishment. Nanu's Nashville Hot Chicken is expected to open in downtown Binghamton soon, located at 7 Court Street, just west of Boscov's department store. The site most recently was occupied by Ecstasy Restaurant and Lounge. That business closed several months ago. Interior renovation work for the future restaurant has been underway for a few weeks. The operators of the planned business and the establishment said there will be multiple different levels of spicy hot chicken on the menu. There will be a range of seven heat levels, including none for the less adventurous diner. They hope to open the restaurant as soon as possible. People in nearby businesses said they expect the eatery will be in operation within the next couple of weeks. A similar Nanu's Hot Chicken restaurant is now operating in Philadelphia. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now, another live hour for you, those who enjoy live radio. In the tradition of Marconi, 607-772-1290. Call in. Feel free to talk today on WNBF. Thank you, sir. More sounds of the season, I guess. Uh, December 1st, it is the season. This is actually, it's the start of meteorological uh, spring or something. No, no winter. <laughs> I wish it was meteorological spring. Anywho, um, what it means is December, January, and February are meteorological winter, and that means um, go out and buy a, a shovel or something. Something. Go out and buy a shovel. Or something. If you wish. If you wish. <sighs> Let's see what else is going on here. Uh, WNBF.com, the source for a lot of good news stories. So we we did put together a story, and, and you heard you heard the information uh, live on the program earlier this week about the former Binghamton Mayor Matthew Ryan and that situation that transpired at Walmart in Johnson City exactly ten months ago, February first. Well, it's not over yet. So take a look at our website to see the very latest in case you missed the update. But we broadcast live in living color on NBC. I mean, NBF. Hmm. <laughs> That's why I come here every day. Ah, for the surprises. For the surprises. 
Sometimes they send a memo and sometimes they don't. Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Carol from JC. Uh, you just hung up because uh, you heard something ringing. My cell phone rang just as I was, just as you answered the phone, because I'm calling on my landline. Uh, I have something exciting to tell you. Uh, I went to the um, O.L. Davis breakfast Sunday, and uh, there were three gentlemen sitting uh towards my back, the table that uh, my back was to them. And uh, as I was talking to someone, one of them asked me if I listened to your radio program. And I said, why, do you recognize my voice? (laughs) And they said, yes. And guess what? It was a a father and his two adult sons. And he told me that you were his paper boy in Endicott. Well, of course, in Endicott. Oh, I think I... Well, he lives, I don't know if he lives on Mercero Avenue, maybe Edward Street. Uh, is there an Edward Street in Endicott? There is. Oh, where is it? Um, it is one block south of East Main Street. So if you know where Pat Mitchell's used to be. Uh, yes. Hold on a second. You know what? By the cemetery. By the yeah, cemetery. yeah. So it's actually, yes. So you go down. Um, oh, I know where Mercero is. Yeah, okay. Mercero, and because it's Mercero is on the west side of that cemetery. You know the cemetery where everybody would um, enjoy their the ice wall. cream on the wall. Well, that yeah. wall <laughs> is on the east side of the cemetery along Vestal Avenue, and Mercero Avenue is on the west side. So my paper route consisted mainly of Main Street, and then. Um, about a block on Mercero and then a few homes on, on Edward Street. So now I'm trying to figure out who this person would be. Well, well not only that, it was like a, a double bonus. Uh, well, a double bonus. Yes, a double bonus. He worked at Link. He used hmm. to work at Link. Okay. And he was a, a tad older than me. And uh, we talked about, like, uh, we were recalling names and it was so, I mean, I bet we talked for an hour. I went to that breakfast after 7.30 mass. I think I got there like quarter to nine. I didn't leave there until noon or quarter to quarter to noon because we uh, there were so many connections. So you were there on, on Country Club Road? Uh, O.L. Da- yes, the O.L. Davis. Uh, yeah, the last uh, time I was there, they had their big uh, ice cream social. Well, well right. I, well, I, well, I know uh, Rob. Brady. Yeah, Rob Brady was there, and he... Uh, With his chef's hat and yep. apron. <laughs> Are you there? No, I'm not here. Oh. <laughs> no, I've left. Like I've, I've left the building. I'm, I, I've decided I'll start my weekend early, and, and nobody will even notice. Well, uh, well, did you hear me say that uh, uh, Mr. Brady was there with his chef's hat, chef's hat and apron because he was one of the volunteers? Yep. Well, not only that, one of the the two sons uh, was related to someone that I skied with at Greek Peak. Uh, it, it's a it was a husband and wife and and their daughter, and uh, the daughter passed away from cancer, and they named a run for her because she used to teach uh, children. She taught uh, children skiing, and uh, so did her mother. Uh, I think she was. I think she was an instructor. Maybe children, maybe adults, but I know. So the run is called Christie's Run, and uh, this one gentleman. I mean, he was eighty when he was skiing, 
And I'll, I'll tell you something right now. If the state had not taken my house for the Johnson City Traffic Circle in 2003, I would still be skiing at the age of 80. That proposition put me, uh, you know, in debt so bad, so badly that, uh, you know, I was never able to sort of recover to go skiing again. And season tickets, season tickets are approximately $1,000 at Greek, no, at Elk Mountain, because I always get a brochure from them. Their season tickets are like $1,029 or 1094 I have no idea what the peaks, uh, you know, season tickets are. But See, that's why I don't ski. People always say, Bob, why why don't you ski? And they think it's because I'm scared of hit, hitting a tree. Yes, but it wasn't always like that. When I started skiing, the, the, a, day, a day pass was $4. That's what people tell me. They say it used to be actually affordable, so even a guy in radio could go skiing. Now... It's uh, it's for a, for a of, more elite crowd. And regardless of equipment change from year to year, when they find oh, like this length or this width or whatever, if you were able to ski on your skis uh, twenty, thirty years ago, you can certainly still ski on them now, despite the fact that they, you know, change things around, uh, you know, just to make you buy more stuff. I guess. I just, uh, but anyway, it was it was so exciting to. Uh, <laughs> to talk to these people. And, of course, Mr. Brady is a very nice man. Oh, yeah. I hope he's listening. He occasionally, he does listen. Well, I know. No, he, he listens quite Because he goes to the town of union meetings and uh, we, you know. Yeah, that them. reminds me. I need to give him a call. Well, uh, anyway, that's. I hope they're listening. Oh, I did ask, did you ever call? You know, possibly I would recognize the name. And, uh, and they said no. Oh. And I said, oh, well, I hope they call if they're listening because yes. they don't have to talk for long or they don't have to have any any kind of controversial topic, but just to call in and say, Bob, I remember when you delivered our papers and you were the best <laughs> newspaper carrier ever. <laughs> well, I will I will tell you the name, you know, off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, yes, do that. So, um yeah, I, mean, I wasn't going to withhold it. I had no, no intention of no, withholding I, no, it. No, I, I but I am curious. So, so hang on, and uh, to our listeners down the line, <laughs> assuming we still have listeners left. <laughs> of course, we've got millions of listeners now spanning the globe thanks to the WNBF app. Uh, anybody who wants to call, say if I used to deliver your papers or if I ever delivered a pizza to your house, uh, give me a call. 607-772-1290. I'm Bob Joseph, serving the public for nearly 100 years. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. Nothing to prove. 
Hey, got a flat tire. I mean, a fast car. WNBF with the fastest cars. Known to humans. We always keep them within the prescribed speed limits. 1023 WNBF. Back to the hotlines on this Friday morning. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Warren Bush, Sydney, New York. I called back in reference to yesterday our conversation. Yes. Did you figure out what that song was? Well, I thought we played it for you. Did you keep oh. listening? No. Uh, what? It wasn't the Hollies, uh, that lady in the black dress. It wasn't that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you. Hold on. This is. I was hoping that you were listening because I think... Here's what I think. I, I think this. Wait, office. hold on. I think I think this is what it was. Is this it? <laughs> Listen carefully, and you tell me if this is the song that you were referencing from earlier this week. I think this is it. Rocks. This song is written by uh, someone I went to school with in Maine Edwell. This isn't the song? Nope. Hmm. Now, wait a second, because a whole bunch of people then came in with guesses. Hold on. So I I just thought that was it, because remember, I thought thought it was, when we were talking, I thought it was by the police, and it's by the police. Hold on a second. Let me go back, page through. I get so many emails. I don't, I don't know. How do you think people even get hold of my email address? That's the problem here. Too many people have my emails. Let's see. Do-da. All the do-da day. Paging through the big stack of email. Um, oh, sympathy for the devil. Roll, rolling stones. The caller there? Yeah. Okay, Sympathy for the Devil, Rolling Stones. Oh, Handbags and Glad Rags. Handbags, oh, handbags and Glad Rags by Chase. That Now that, I think that might be the one. that uh, John from Binghamton just punched in an email. He thinks it was Handbags and Glad Rags by a group called Chase. Do you think that was it? I... Without hearing it, I don't know. Well, we have a big stack of of vinyl here. Let me hold on. We've got got so many songs and so little time. Um, Hold on. Does this sound like... There's the guy playing his trumpet, I guess. So this goes back to the early 70s. This actually was one of the albums I won from the Big E, the radio station. Does this sound anything familiar? No, 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 that wasn't it. Yeah. It, I don't it know. Like, it was like a charge, you know, like, like dot, 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 you know. Yeah, I, mean? I know. 
I know. It's, it's one of, it, you know, it's one of life's enduring mysteries. I'll, Hold on. I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep at it. I'll yeah. keep at it. I'll mm-hmm. figure it out sooner or later. Well, and I will, too. But the problem, the problem is, when I figure it out, it's going to be at about 2.35 in the morning, and I won't be able to that's, tell that's, anybody. That's the same with me, yeah. <laughs> Hold on but, a second. Uh, I, because I think somebody, somebody else, um, okay, let's see. Because we we wound up getting a bunch of guesses somewhere on Twitter. Somebody thought that it was the Hollies. No, so it's not long. It's cool. not the Hollies. I looked it up. It's not the Hollies. That's not the song. Mm. We should do like they do on um, on those pledge drives and just hold the whole program hostage till we find out. Like nobody. <laughs> Nobody is going everywhere, anywhere. Everybody, wherever you are, if you're in your car, if you're in your kitchen, if you're in the office, wherever you are, stay in place. Nobody goes anywhere until we figure out this mystery. So, again, for those who weren't tuned in yesterday, what is the um, – give us the best description as you can of the song. Oh, somebody thought it was Bee Gees. Oh, no. I know. Wait. Oh, here's here's one we didn't try. Hold on. And here's a guess that I thought was probably a good possibility. Hold hold on because this this could be it. And it's actually a really good song, but I can't remember if I played it this week. Hold on. This could be it. Gosh, I hope it's it because I'm not going to get any sleep till we figure it right. out. So it's like I could be sleepless in Seattle for the next three nights. And okay, listen. Does it sound like it? No, I have that song. No, no, man. No. Darn. All right. Well, at some point, sometime in the future, between you and me as well as the millions of people listening, we're going to figure this mystery out. You know who would know? Geraldo. Geraldo Rivera would know. I think. Geraldo would know. Yeah, we got called. We just got cut off. I, just I know. You back. Oh, okay. Um, the other thing I was asking, did you look at anything more about that dual citizenship thing? No. No, I I was busy. I, I'm going to be busy for the next few days, so I'm not going to. Well, I'm not going to be able to research that. But well, that, but that's a good point, uh, and I forgot to bring it up. If just briefly, briefly summarize what you brought up toward the end of the program yesterday, and maybe some people will call in to talk about dual citizenship. What what was your main point when you called yesterday? Because when you take the elite uh, pledge allegiance. To, you know, when you become a citizen, it says you give up all your ties to wherever you came from, and and that this is your you know you defend the you know because I was in the military, so I took it as a citizen, but then I also took a military pledge of allegiance, and I think you know, in my opinion, when they keep saying this dual citizenship. It's disrespect to our country, and it's disrespect to all the armed people in the services that 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 fought for your right to be an American citizen, to have the rights you have, and for you to claim that that you have dual citizenship, and 
you know, like, like, for example, um, say you're from Canada, okay? And, and you, you know, you marry a woman in the United, in, in America, which in our VFW has happened, and the guy was stupid enough to say at the American VFW that if, if Canada went to war against the United States, he'd go back and fight to Canada. So why did you take the oath? Well, who knows? Maybe some people don't understand what what an oath is supposed to be. An, but, oath, an oath is a pretty serious thing. Maybe some people don't understand the very nature of an oath. But that that's but that's what I'm saying. Is well, I know, but but again, but the other thing is too. We can, and we can talk about it, and and maybe we will if other callers want to discuss it. But the bottom line is, it's not going to change. You you can bet your bottom dollar there is absolutely no political will to change this because I'll and I'll tell you why. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Here's the reason why. Because most people, even Chuck Schumer, and even um, what's her name, the the one from Georgia, the devil went down to Georgia. What's her name? You know, the one from Georgia or the one from Colorado. Even they, even AOC, everybody, even uh, Mike Pence, they would all agree this is not a big problem. Well, it, it, apparently it is because how is this explained to me? I'm not saying it's. It's not something that people should be concerned about. I'm just saying, how exactly is this a big problem? Because when you because when you take the oath to the United yeah, States, yeah, I know. I we've covered that. I get it. When you take the oath, I understand you pledge allegiance and and you um, are theoretically going to defend the USA. But my question is, we've got 333 million. People in this country, actually, probably more. But how how on earth is this going to affect uh, the price of of tea in Newark Valley? I don't I don't see where anybody anybody, as I say, Republican or Democrat, is going to take this issue as a as a priority because it's somehow uh, threatening the future of this great nation. If you go all the way back to Washington, the, just tell me. Just tell me now. Not going all the way back. Let's talk about the next year. How? How? If something isn't done about this issue in the next twelve months, what risk? What? What serious risk is the country facing? It's respect to our country and our flag. I agree that people should respect the country and the flag, but. With 330 or 350 million people, if there are a handful of people who don't respect the country or don't respect the flag, hey, we'll say that's their freedom of choice. Do I like their view or do I subscribe to their view? I don't. Do I think it threatens the future, the sanctity of America? Personally, I don't, I don't see that it poses a threat. I wish everybody here if you're in the United States, I wish you would respect the country. And if you don't respect the USA, then go to a country you respect. But, again, I'm talking about the reality of federal officials, regardless of who's president and regardless of who's in Congress, I don't see that there's a political will to address it. I agree with you 
thank you very much for taking my call. Today. Oh, th- and thank you for calling. And by the way, uh, let's let's try to figure out that that mystery that over the weekend. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Warren. It's ten thirty-four. Dual citizens, dual citizenship, as as I mentioned, I think when he called the first time, I don't really fully understand it or whatever. Just seems to me if you're going to be a citizen of one country, then pledge your loyalty to that country. I mean, you can still like another country, but well, can you be a citizen of three or four countries? What if you like lots of countries? If you wanted to be a citizen of the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Cuba, and France, you know, Pick five countries, and you want to have that kind of, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. And on the other hand, if people have, have thoughts about whether anything ought to be done to change the way things are, as, as I mentioned about dual citizenship, and let me see if I can look this up again because it had something to do with a Supreme Court ruling that it's it's A-OK in the USA to have dual citizenship. All right. It says an American citizen... What is this? An American citizen owes allegiance to the United States wherever he may reside. Circumstances may compel one who has a dual nationality to do acts which otherwise would not be compatible with the obligation. I don't know. That's that's different. It's different than the thing I, I saw the other day. I don't know. It's too complicated for me. I'll just think about my favorite flavors of Pat Mitchell's ice cream. That's what I used to do. Many days when I was delivering newspapers there in Endicott, deliver half the papers on the north side of Main Street, stop at Pat Mitchell's to have a mint chip ice cream cone or butter nudge fudge, and then I would finish my paper route. Ice cream flavors I can handle. Dual citizenship is... um, Above my pay grade. 607-772-1290. You're listening to Binghamton Now. Bob Joseph. WNBF. News Radio 1041 WNBF. Back to the phones we go. H.J. from Binghamton. You're on the air. Uh, just two quick things. You keep talking about the uh, city council meetings. Back when Spectrum was Time Warner, they used to run them. You could sit at home, turn your TV on, and watch the city council meetings. 
I don't remember when they stopped doing it. It might have been when Spectrum took over. Yeah, I think so. And I, I thought that the reason that Time Warner and before that, uh, I think it was New Channels, the reason why they carried those city council meetings live, I thought that was a provision in their franchise agreement with the city. So if, if I were the city, I would take a look at the franchise agreement to see if somebody changed it because I think Spectrum ought to be covering those city council meetings so we don't have to watch the uh, – at least they're streaming. You can get them online on YouTube, but I think Spectrum Cable, for all the money I pay them – uh, I think they owe us at least coverage of the city council meetings and the Broome County Legislature meetings. They, they're making. Do you do you believe that they make several hundred dollars off me every year? Oh, I pay a lot more than that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what else were you going to mention? When you talk about Geraldo Rivera, why, why don't you call him by his real name? Jerry Rivers. Oh, I know Jerry Rivers. I'm I'm not oblivious, Newton John. I'm well, I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar with the uh, the character who plays Geraldo Rivera. I'm he was he was my deck mate in 1961. Really? Yeah, he went to a school like me that one time was known as Fort Schuyler, and eventually became SUNY Maritime. Is that true? Is that why he still loves boats now? It could be. I don't know. He left, but uh, he used to be listed as one of their graduates, but now he's listed as one of their favorite, uh, famous attendees. Ah. Well, so tell me, if you will, just one memory, if you can remember anything about Jerry Rivers. What what was his uh, real deal? Oh, another thing I remember, he was the only guy on the ship. We lived on the ship because the campus had burned down, who had wine glasses to use when he brushed his teeth. I will never forget that. All right. Although, I'll say, the legend is that he was always Jerry Rivers. So, according to Wikipedia, it says he was the son of Lillian and Cruz Rivera. So, according to Wikipedia, they're hanging tough with, uh, with the name... Uh, Gerald, Gerald Riviera was uh, apparently his birth name. So, But Geraldo, I think they, uh, I guess it says, when I was born, my mom filled in my birth certificate with the name Gerald Rivera, and she added an extra I to his father's surname. And, oh, it's too long. Uh, anyway, anyway. I love Geraldo as much as the next guy. So thank you for uh, chiming in. One of these days, now that he's retired, he um, he took a boat from New York City to Cleveland. And I, I think he's now living in a mansion somewhere uh, near Cleveland. So now that he has some free time, I'll I'll give him a call sometime, see if he'll come on the program. Yeah, I thought if he'd remember me. But one other quick thing. Yeah. Tell Carol I used to work at Link, too. Do you remember her? Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. It's 1045 at WNBF. James from Binghamton, you're on the air. Yeah, good morning, Bob. Oh, my goodness, I call in with, like, something to talk about, and, like, five things come up in the last ten minutes I want to address, not the least of which is uh, you, we can't just let it slide that you claimed to be going to high school with Sting, okay? So we can't leave that one. 
And I double-checked, and like, were any of the police from America? I guess Stuart Copeland was, but not from here. So that's, I did not go to a uni and school. <laughs> I, guess that, I guess that's true. Yikes. Uh, another interesting point about Geraldo, people don't realize, even though a lot of his career seems to have been, you know, uh, classified and, and, and uh, defined by what, uh, let's use an old media, an old journalist term, puffery. Uh, some should look up what he did in regards to, uh, the Willowbrook Institution uh, back in the late mid late seventies. Oh yeah, for City. Eyewitness and, News, ABC's yeah, yeah, he, Eyewitness News, Channel it, Seven. Human rights owes him a, a debt of gratitude just for that yeah. one instance. And if you want to take the rest of it and toss it out with an eh. empty safe and shipwreck, go right ahead. Yeah, but, no, I mean uh, when it comes to Geraldo, I think a everybody has an opinion. But I think he's yeah. one of the most interesting people of our time. And now that he has retired, I, I don't know, the New York Times for some reason did a really long feature story. And uh, it ran about three months ago. Uh-huh. And with pictures and everything, they, they covered Geraldo driving his boat through the Erie Canal. I mean, he took his mm-hmm. boat. Uh, from East Hampton and out to Cleveland, and they had pictures. You, you, you got to watch out. You got to watch out there. There's some low bridges along the way, though. <laughs> yes, get sure. it down. Uh, no, I, I, and also, like, also, quick aside, like, who, what? Where did that dual citizenship come from? Like, at, next time that individual calls, ask them, do you like the United States being the uh, commercial hub of the planet or not? You know what I mean? Like, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, so you were talking about smart meters earlier in the week, and I couldn't listen in the last couple of days, so I don't know if you had talked to anybody. Um, and I got have no reason to, like, you know, have an opinion one way or the other. Uh, so I, everybody, you know, loudest hinges make the most noise and all that, uh, you know, rusty hinges make the most noise. Uh, so from my standpoint, like, I didn't even realize they had installed it yet. And then, like, I went and checked, my bill came in, and it was, like, the lowest bill I had ever had. So that's like the opposite of what people were saying. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, well, I know how this goes. That means next month is going to be like ridiculous. Uh, and it was a little higher, but it, it wasn't significantly higher. It was mostly commensurate with the amount of energy I used. Um, you know, I, I, it's funny that people want to like be scared of the technology. And yet you go out those out there and those old ones like looked like they were invented by Charles Babbage or something. You know, that's the real machine from 200 years ago. Yeah, that's what they look oh, like. By the I way, by the way, what yeah. you missed on Thursday's program, we, we actually spoke for, oh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes with Ben Stewart from NYSEG. He's in charge of their meter services division. And I asked him, I don't know. I asked him a lot of questions. I hadn't planned to ask him a zillion yeah. questions, but we covered a lot of ground. And possibly next week I may wind up putting that interview or at least a, a slightly condensed version of the interview online because we we yeah. covered a lot of information. I, I found it very useful. And it's not to say that anyone should expect their bill to go up or down with it. So I'm not, that's not what it's about. Like, it's not some magic machine, uh, but – the the detailed monthly readings and data reports I'm getting for all my usage are like practically useful on my end. And then to top that off, I don't know how many people realize a lot of us in the east side got some power knocked out last week with those winds. And and I had up to date like you know text messages from them coming through 
Like, we forget, like, my side of town or my street like it used to be where you have to keep refreshing the Internet, which you could still do. But it was reporting house by house, you know. So there's a lot of good uh, use for that from what I've seen. It's made things a little more smoother, a little more uh, streamlined. I know not everybody's going to have that same experience and try such a big rollout. But I, I think people need to move past this notion of, like, oh, no, it's technology and whatever. But, like, at some point, as I look out over the valley – Everyone, most of these rooftops are going to have some solar panels on them with some, you know, maybe some Generac or EV charging systems there. And if they're all connected with a, you know, self-healing uh, smart grid, uh, we'll be able to manage local power outages and stuff much more efficiently. Uh, but anyway, my experience with them has been uh, pretty positive in, in that, like, I didn't even realize it was installed until I, my bill was like, that seems odd. That's oddly slow. And then I went and looked at it and I started looking at my usage and, yeah, it all, uh, it all added up. Uh, and so I think they're, people are going to find they're a lot, a lot less cumbersome than the old, uh, the old gears and dials and, and, and knobs thing that made that sound as it goes chugga, chugga, chugga around. You know? Yeah. But it was sure fun now, to look at. I'll, I'll go back and listen to that interview because you've got a wonderful on demand. Oh, that's right. WNBS. You can listen com. to yes. it on demand and it was, uh, yeah, right after the 10 o'clock news. So check that yeah, out. And you all, you all even cut out the commercials, uh, which is great. Uh, yeah, you all, this is just an aside because I know it came through the last couple of days. Did you do any follow-up reporting or interviews regarding the Binghamton City Council? I guess the new council gets to fill the spot. Yeah, apparently. No? Apparently. And, oh. and, no, we haven't done any interviews, but stay tuned. We, uh, we will start doing some interviews with the new city council members coming soon yeah i, I still yeah no that's 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 interesting and any did, was there any insight at yet as to when a special election might happen haven't heard i'll keep you posted all right cool thanks bob have a great weekend thanks james 1051 news radio wnbf WNBF at 10.55. I'm Bob Joseph on your Friday morning. Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to serve on the United States Supreme Court, has died. She was 93. Her nomination in 1981 by President Reagan and then her confirmation by the Senate added 191 years of male exclusivity. On the high court, she was an unwavering voice of moderate conservatism on the court. She retired in 2006 and was replaced by Samuel Alito. Chief Justice John Roberts said she blazed a historic trail as the first female justice and met that challenge with undaunted determination, indisputable ability, and engaging candor. The court said that Sandra Day O'Connor died in Phoenix early today of complications related to advanced dementia and a respiratory illness. This is WNBF, WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Showers today, high near 46. Mostly cloudy tonight, chance of showers, low around 37. Saturday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers with a high near 54. 
Sunday, mostly cloudy with showers and a high near 51. On October 24th, members of the Corrections Criminal Investigations Unit conducted cell searches in housing pod B of the Broome County Correctional Facility. Cell 105 housed Freddie Brown of Baldwinsville, a federally housed inmate at the Broome County Correctional Facility. Brown was transferred to the facility in October, facing 17 felony charges. During the search, investigators located fentanyl, PCP, and other contraband hidden in cell 105. A sock containing several wrapped cellophane bundles in brown was discovered between a mattress and the wall of the cell, along with leafy substances rolled into the shape of a cigarette and were found behind brown's toilet paper. After removing him from the housing unit, additional items of contraband were found in the cell. Freddie Brown has been charged with two counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the third degree, a Class B felony, four counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance in the fifth degree, a Class D felony, and 11 counts of promoting prison contraband in the first degree, a Class D felony. U.S. Senator Kristen Gillibrand announced on Thursday her push to crack down on robocalls, robotexts, and AI scams. Americans receive 4 billion robocalls every month, many of them from scammers. And as artificial intelligence grows more sophisticated, phone scams are becoming more sophisticated as well. Voice cloning, for instance, allows the scammer to mimic or impersonate the voice of an individual's loved ones in order to steal money or information. Gillibrand is reintroducing the Do Not Call Act to establish new criminal penalties for robocallers, including prison time. She's also calling on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate and track potentially devastating AI-powered scams. The Do Not Call Act strengthens criminal penalties for intentional violations of the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, which regulates the use of telemarketing calls. Under the Do Not Call Act, repeated violations of telemarketing prohibits or pro, uh, prohibitions are punishable by a prison sentence of up to three years. The bill also doubles the fine for falsifying caller ID information from 10000 to 20000 For the first time since 2021, the Greater Binghamton Airport will host an air show on July 6th and 7th of 2024. The United States Navy Blue Angels will headline the show. The Greater Binghamton Airport has hosted air shows for the local community throughout the past four decades, drawing thousands of people from all over the tri-state area. Broome County Executive Jason Garner said plans continue to solidify for the 2024 air show and is excited for it to be a summer destination for yet another unique event. Since 1946, the elite pilots, known as the Blue Angels, have uh, mesmerized more than 500 million aviation fans with their precision aerobatic maneuvers traveling to air shows across the globe. Representative George Santos of New York will confront a third effort to expel him from the House today, sensing the vote is likely to be his last and intent on not going away quietly. The first-term Republican could well become just the sixth member of the House to be ousted by colleagues. Of the previous expulsions, three were for disloyalty to the Union during the Civil War and two were for being convicted of crimes in federal court. 
Santos' challenge to colleagues to take the hard vote is an appeal to those lawmakers who worry that a new precedent is being set for the chamber's harshest punishment. Nanu's Nashville Hot Chicken is expected to open in downtown Binghamton soon, located at 7 Court Street, just west of Boscoff's department store. The site most recently was occupied by Ecstasy Restaurant and Lounge. That business closed several months ago. Interior renovation work for the future restaurant has been underway for a few weeks. The operators of the planned business and the establishment said there will be multiple different levels of spicy hot chicken on the menu. There will be a range of seven heat levels, including none for the less adventurous diner. They hope to open the restaurant as soon as possible. People in nearby businesses said they expect the eatery will be in operation within the next couple of weeks. A similar Nanu's Hot Chicken restaurant is now operating in Philadelphia. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. Hi, Bob Joseph with you. Here for another few minutes, so give me a call. Friday morning, WNBF. 607-772-1290 if you'd like to chat. Well, the Flash apparently official, bye-bye, George Santos, bye-bye. The House has officially voted to expel Congressman George Santos of Long Island following a critical ethics report on his conduct that included converting campaign donations for his own use. So he is only the sixth member in the chamber's history to be ousted by his colleagues. Bye-bye. Expulsion requires support from two-thirds of the House. And, yeah. Out. O-U-T. Don't let the door hit you as you exit the building. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, on a strictly human level, his website is still active. I'm looking at his website now. And it's, you would think, I mean, the guy's been expelled. You would think they would have managed to make his website disappear, but apparently the House of Representatives IT people aren't as fast as private enterprise. Usually, when someone is disappeared from an organization, they the first thing they do, with two things. First, deactivate their key fob. Second, deactivate their email. Then scrub their presence from the website. So the House of Representatives has... Uh, Got a thing to learn from private enterprise, the George Santos website with his. It's the first time I've looked at his website. Good thing. Good thing I clicked on it now because my guess is uh, not too long from now they're going to pull his plug. But if you have a chance, go to um, santos.house.gov to enjoy what 
likely will be the final moments of George Santos live on the internet. I'm sure he'll start up his own service. Problem is when he has to fill out some forms to start your own service and I don't care what company is going to host his service. The hosting company isn't going to believe anything he submits in the application, the paperwork. You know, he, he could right now go to Amazon Web Services and, and get his website, try to set it up. But once they see us from George Santos, they're not going to believe anything on the forms. And they're going to make him pay in advance. Anyway, good luck, George Santos. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> oh, my. Well, we sure know how to pick them. Let me uh, see. So this is the Santos website. It looks, uh, looks actually quite nice. I don't know who designed the website. Probably someone working for you and me, the taxpayers. Of course, it has all the perfunctory options at the top about contact media issues let me see the last press release on his website the last press release October 26 Congressman Santos congratulates the new speaker of the house what else oh in the news this ought to be special in the news (laughs) last thing under in the news it was January 3rd. Hmm. And they have videos, photos, issues. One of his issues is water quality. I'm not sure what he did about that. Hmm. All right. Well, again, the website seems nice enough. We'd never know that the guy was suspected of lying about virtually everything, but the website looking at his district on Long Island includes such great places as Port Washington, Glen Cove. Let's see, what else is in there? Oyster Bay. Hicksville. And Looks like part of Levittown. Oh! Rosslyn. Oh! Hey! <laughs> Wait a second. Now I know this. Dis- I didn't realize. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, so he... Hmm. Rosslyn. Rosslyn Heights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I should have done my research before because if I had known that Roslyn was in his district, I might have paid more attention, but I at least I found out now. Anyway, George Santos is kicked out of the house, and uh, I see the cable news caravan is interviewing people outside the... Uh, Whatever that is, the Capitol. I guess that's what they call it. It's nice to see the Capitol, live coverage of the Capitol in Washington when insurrectionists have taken the year off. Say 1116.
607-772-1290. Do you have thoughts about anything? Feel free to give me a call on Binghamton Now. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. WNBF live and local. Thanks to phones. Joan in Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I could see a reason for having uh, citizenship in two countries. A very good one, actually. If I was born in Israel and then came to the U.S. to work, had a family, uh, I'd want to vote here, obviously. I'm living here. I have a family here. I'd want to vote and also, you know, have a big family back in Israel. It's so much easier if you're a citizen to go back and forth than it would be, you know, if you lose your citizenship in one place or the other. And there's tons of people like that, I I assume, in the United States, probably big numbers will have come here. I don't know. Do you think that's a good reason? Um, well, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a reason. I guess that's a good reason. reason. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. I just hadn't even thought about it. I don't know. I mean, you have a big family back in Israel. Also, I heard about a a U.S. citizen, dual citizen, obviously, going to Israel. He's in the Israel army now and fighting the war over there. He's gone back and joined and part of the army and he's fighting for Israel back there. Hmm. Or over there. So, okay. I, you know, I assume if he was over here and, you know, the U.S. was attacked, he'd be in the U.S. Army and fighting for us. Or for himself, not us, himself. Because he's right. Stupid. And he'd want to vote over here if he has a family. Hey, you know, just sit here and watch everything go by. Nah. So, probably three good reasons in there. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you think of Warren's idea, though, that that something ought to be done about it? I mean, does this, in your view, does it pose any sort of What threat? kind of a problem is it? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't see the problem. And, yeah, and now, especially, well, especially now, as you, as you offered these reasons why people might do it, I don't, I don't see yeah. where, now, I understand people, Many people want, I guess, 100% uh, undying loyalty to the USA uh, at all costs, except as, you know, the situations you describe. But it seems seems to me like it would make perfect sense. I don't I don't see where, where anybody in the United States would feel threatened from people in that yeah. situation. Well, I would think if you yeah. had citizenship in two countries, you could have 100% loyalty to either one because of the fact that 
hopefully both of them aren't attacked at the same time, but it could be. They could be, well, we're allies anyway. So I guess, I guess if you were a citizenship of China, I might have a little bit more of a question, you know, or Russia maybe, you know. Mm, but, yeah, but even yeah, then, you know, I, I don't, you know, you even, know, even though, let's face it, you know, we definitely have problems with our current relationship with Russia. We have problems with our relationship, certainly with China. And yet, you know, say individuals who did have dual citizenship, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I, I guess every case would have to be um, considered maybe individually. Because remember, hey, we've been, this great country has been at war with a lot of other great yeah, countries over true. the years and that didn't mean necessarily that we had uh animosity against yeah. individual citizens i mean we had yeah. we were we were specifically concerned about government policies and, and things like that but uh, i mean let's face it they're you know over the oh, years but I, I did hear something very interesting about china i was wondering why ping decided to come to the u.s with all this Flair, go to San Francisco and all that kind of. Well, that was that was sort of like a distraction type of thing. But uh, apparently, he's vying for the U.S. to give them a loan, a loan or a gift, or who knows what it is, of two trillion dollars because of their economy being so bad in the East, or fifty percent unemployment. The building thing that they had over there just went bust. There's more money going out of China now. Before, there was more money going into China for investment. I mean, apparently, it's really bad over there. And he came over here, and he's asking for $2 trillion. Not hundreds of thousands or whatever, or billions, but trillions of dollars. That's why this big fanfare of him coming here. I, you know, I saw that and I said, what in the heck is that? Why is China coming here? China's aligned with Russia and with Iran. They're forming this group over there together. And he's coming here. And that's the reason. He needs money. Well, he's coming to the Everybody United needs States. money. Anybody, let's put it this way. Anybody who needs money, whether there are... There are true friends or our occasional foes. We're the world's ATM. Well, we're thirty-three trillion in debt and paying I know. $1 trillion dollars in interest hey, every year. I know. I mean, eventually, by the way, the wheels are going to fall off. And that's right. And that's right. the only thing I can say about <laughs> and China, that, and China is going to help the wheels fall. Well. Probably or Biden's going to help the wheels fall off. Well, I wouldn't blame him exclusively. Yeah, he sure if he approves this, he, but he, that's who he's talking. But up again, to. you know what? So what's the option? In in the end, we're we're in bad shape, not just because of him or just because of his predecessor or that guy's predecessor or anyone. See, anyone individual. There are a lot of people who've participated with digging us into this giant hole. And the problem is, no one wants to pull the plug on the party. It'd be like you're having the party of your life, and then someone has to be the adult and say, Hey, look, it's 5 a.m., it's over. 
And then Bob you've got Jones some. You've got take, take a take a take a little uh, uh, information from what you just said. Some of the things you uh, expound sometimes, I I wonder if you really uh, you know believe that. Well, well, of course I really believe it. Uh, okay, if you say so. I mean, who do you think I, I am? Who, a, hey, a Joan, who, who do you think I am? Hunter Biden? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a that's a cheap shot. Anyway, anyway, you know, the, the reality about it is sometime if we ever talked off the air, uh, you might be surprised that, that we probably have a, a, a lot of things that we agree on. No doubt we have. At least a few things that we disagree yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. But you might, yeah. No, I Every mean, once in a while, I try to call you and point those out. I you know, know. That, and that's uh, fine. Yeah. I, I, see, I enjoy having a discussion about different things. And look, I'm, I'm not looking, I'm not viewing the world and uh, specifically the situation in the United States. I'm not viewing things through rose-colored glasses. I know there are a lot of problems, and I know they need to be fixed. I just don't know who the person is who will fix them. I don't – that person, the person that we need right now to fix or start fixing many of our problems, that person – hasn't come forward to run for office yet, to my knowledge. One, one little last jab here, and I'm, I'm off. Newsom last, sometimes you sound like Newsom last night when they uh, asked him about, uh, you know, whether he would, what was it, vote for Biden or something. And he said, oh, yeah, Biden's the best, greatest president we ever had, and I'll elect him for another four years. And and uh, he'll be fine. It's just fantastic. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Sometimes you sound like that. Well, I don't know if I should be offended or or <laughs> or happy. I mean, <laughs> by the way, thanks for at least bringing that up. Nobody else brought that up. the The big debate, and I thought, oh yeah, I thought many. Last, I only heard. I didn't yeah. hear it in person. I just heard excerpts this morning on yeah. radio and things like that. But, yeah, I, uh, I, that's all I've heard too. Is is just some yeah. excerpts, and uh, I. But I still thought that many, many of our listeners and callers would have been talking about that this morning. But especially considering who the moderator was, I, I figured that was that was the type of show that uh, a high percentage of. WNBF listeners would have watched last night, but mm -hmm. must be not. Well, they were they were commenting that you know, like Newsom should have, you know, sort of uh, kept his uh, cool with that. Say, hey, he was a B plus, and you know, there's some things I agree with him, and some things I don't. Instead of throwing, you know, his whole thing into the astronomy type of thing, you know, yeah. He, well, he let's just, uh, in in my humble opinion. Newsom is just, you know, standing off stage for the moment when Biden bows out. Because of I still, he is. yeah, of so, he is. so, and, and that's why, and so he's trying to thread the needle. I mean, let's face it. Again, you don't have to like what he's doing, but I think you and I appreciate 
why he's doing it the way he is as far as every question that that is posed about his future and the presidency of course he's got to he's got to say what he's got to say under the current circumstances because to look like he's you know a vulture circling overhead waiting for Joe Biden's demise that would be unseemly but there's so high a rate of Democrats who don't like, don't want Biden to run again and don't think he's doing a real good job. But here's, and then he throws this thing into there that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know. So he's throwing. That's kind of stupid to me. Well, he's trying to play both sides of the aisle. I mean, he's trying because ultimately, if, and it still is a big if, but it's, mm-hmm. it's still a great possibility if, Gavin Newsom turns out to be the Democratic nominee in November of next year. He'll need all the votes he can get, regardless of, of who the Republican nominee is. And I, I think a lot of our listeners have jumped to a conclusion about who the Republican nominee will be. But there's no assurance of that either. There's no sure thing with these two guys. I, I'm not. I'm not making any strange predictions. I'm just saying, look, 11 months is a long time, not only in politics, but sometimes even in life. So, mm-hmm. you know, one could argue that DeSantis was doing the same thing, sort of being, well, you know, I'm here, I'm here on uh, just off, off the stage, out of the spotlight. If something happens to you know who, I, I mean, one could say, even if DeSantis and Newsom are dissimilar in most ways. In one way, they're very similar. They both want to be president. They both want, and they they both want to try not try not uh, not to indicate that too much in in public. They're always like, oh, and and obviously, DeSantis has it. I think a little bit easier because because obviously. Um, his jo- thing jo- is, is going real good. In well, California. yeah. Well, a lot of re- well, a lot of Republicans are are very much enamored with the way uh, DeSantis is is running Florida. Mm-hmm. Whereas, don't get me started about the state of California, please, please. Anyway, appreciate mm-hmm. your call. Okay. Bye. Eleven thirty-three, WNBF station that uh, really does serve the nation, unlike some members of Congress who have been kicked out today 607-772-1290 the number is operational today we've had zero i was going to say zero dropped calls i take that back i think one call did drop but overall by 2023 standards the telephone system has been working quite nicely at wnbf Thirty-six WNBF back to those hotlines on a Friday. Bob from Fort Dickinson, you're on the air. 
Good afternoon, Bob. Uh, I guess it's still morning. Anyway, Bob from uh, Citizens for a Better Broom, just wanted to give you an invitation, Bob, and also your listeners. <clears throat> As you know, uh, first Monday of uh, the month is our meeting, and we meet at uh, the Park Diner, 6 o'clock. Actually, we're going to change it to 6.30 this week because we've got a special guest coming in. Um, another nonprofit that's pretty active in New York politics called Audit New York. They're a group that uh, has been very active in examining the voting rolls, the election uh, laws, and the procedures and things throughout New York State to learn more about uh, what they perceive may be some voter fraud or some uh, problems with the system. Anyway, they're a pretty well-known not-for-profit. They're statewide. Uh, we reached out to them to ask them to give us a presentation as to what's going on right now with their group, and they were gracious enough. Uh, they're going to be in town of Dickinson presenting something. I don't know what it is to the town of Dickinson board on Monday, uh, but they're going to scoot over to our spot and give us a an update on what they're doing. So regardless of where you are in this, whether you think uh, our election system is fine and dandy or whether you have your doubts, I would invite anyone who's interested to come to our meeting. It'll be at 6.30 at the Park Diner out in the back room. Um, we're a very friendly group. We're happy uh, re regardless of what side of the aisle you happen to sit or stand on. We're, we're happy to hear your opinions, uh, take advice and counsel from those who are interested in government and how it can be more efficient, more friendly to the people, um, and more accessible to the people. And of course, elections uh, are the gateway for that in the first instance. So we're happy to announce that. And again, Bob, you're welcome to come and any of your listeners who are so inclined, we invite you as well. All right. Well, thank you for the invitation. Thanks for the info. Very good, and have a great weekend, everybody. You too. Thanks, Bob. 1139 at WNBF. Tom in Susquehanna. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. How you doing? Great. Uh, yeah, I watched that um, uh, debate last night, and for me, to be up at 9 o'clock was a big deal. Finally, at 1030, I stopped. I mainly did it because I wanted to see just where DeSantis, not DeSantis, um, Newsom was. And I'll tell you, I thought he was slick, but this guy is really bad. I don't even think the, the Democrats are going to let him run as a backup because he did not answer anything. And uh, I thought Hannity handled it very well. My wife didn't. My wife doesn't like Hannity that much. Because he oh, I ought to talk to your wife. I, what, I, sometime I'll, I'll talk to your wife about Hannity off the air, because it well, sounds like she, she and wife? I, she and I must be coming from the the same perspective. I'm just kidding. I love Hannity. I know you are. I know you are. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you and my wife would be talking together. That would last pretty long. <laughs> and you know, well, actually, you do probably have a lot in common. No, but I like Hannity. Is like. You know, I listen to him on your. In fact, I can only get him till four thirty, on your uh, because now your station shuts down for where I am. I am in like a globe here. Yeah, yeah, that's because we have to switch to night pattern uh, early in December. It starts getting better uh, than in January, where we'll stay on the day pattern longer every month, but it's always tied to yeah, yeah. the you know, uh, sunset should, well, time. It doesn't make any difference because there's other ways to go on. Um, 
What did you think of it? Did you hear anything about it? Mm, well, A, I didn't see it, and B, I've just heard a couple of clips. I mean, very not enough, not enough to make any any real judgment or comment about Hannity or DeSantis or uh, Newsom. I mean, I've seen some of the news accounts, and depending on the the writer's political perspective, you know. At, a lot of people have different perspectives about how the whole thing went. I it may be maybe I'll watch it tonight if I get get a chance. Well, but it's I'm not making it a priority. I guess I guess it was kind of a clever thing for Hannity to do or whoever organized. I'm sure Hannity didn't organize it, but somebody. No, no, he did. No, he didn't. He might say he might say he did, but he had his people. Hannity, no, 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 no. no, no. Hannity actually I, organized I, it. He, he interviewed. Um, uh, in fact, it was on your station, Bobby. It was on your station. He interviewed um, Newsom oh, okay. and said to him, and said to him, you know, would you consider it? And Newsom, oh yeah, all right. And then he did it. So, but my it, question, it, it, my question, I didn't. Obviously, I. I a lot of times when uh, Bongino and Hannity are on, I'm I'm out uh, yeah, in the field yeah. working, so I don't I don't always hear that much of their shows. But here's the thing, and it's just a theory I have, and I can't prove it. And Hannity, if if his minions hear about this, that he'll send out uh, a team to to teach me a lesson. But my opinion, <laughs> I'm kidding. My, by the, I'm kidding. That's a conspiracy. Yeah, Bob. exactly. Conspiracy I know, but it's theory. Friday. It's conspiracy Friday. I'm just having oh, fun. Okay. But no, seriously, my, yeah. this is just my theory. I can't prove it. And maybe Hannity actually thought of this, um, on his own during the interview, but I'm more inclined to think that say Hannity's team, producers and everybody, at, at his radio program came up with the idea. Now, I'm not saying he didn't have, and granted, he's the one who had to ask the question of, yeah. of Governor Newsom, like, would you be willing to do it? So I would, you know, I certainly would give him credit. I'm just saying, I'm not sure that Hannity was the one who yeah. came up with the, but regardless, it's, I think it's good it happened. What I, yeah. this is here, and I, I doubt this will happen, but you know what I would like is for Hannity, or maybe other moderators. I'm available, but yeah. Hannity or someone to do this like on a regular basis, maybe once a month, or maybe every other month to have. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, well, you know what, Bob? Hannity does what you do. You get a, a a politician on there, and you bring it up. You say, "Look, if you you know you win, you come back on the show." I mean, you try to be friends with everybody. Well, of course, and that's the good thing. That's and yeah. This that's is what Hannity does too. Sure, I mean you well, know that's it's a very look. Uh, whether you're a talk show host or a journalist, yeah, you you really the the only way, not the only way, but the best way to be able to get ongoing information from whether it's elected officials or business people or whatever. I mean, you have to be able. To have a conversation with them, you can't. You know, sometimes people say during a live, if we've had somebody on with a live interview, well, why didn't you ask him this or why didn't you ask her that? And it's like, no. what? Do you want that to be the last time we ever ever hear the person on the station? Because I can, I swear, virtually anybody 
and it could be a candidate, an elected official, just somebody in government or somebody in business or just an individual, I can probably find a question to ask virtually anyone to ensure they'll never be on the program again. But that doesn't oh, yeah. do anybody. It doesn't do them any good. doesn't do me any good. And most of all, it doesn't do the listeners any good. That's why, you know, you yeah. sometimes the you interviews. Know what, you know what that is? That is the Bob Grant School of Journalism. You didn't choose that, right? Well, right. Well, Bob Grant was in a unique position on WABC and then with his national program because because he could be Bob Grant. And he didn't have to give a damn. If I'm serious, well, no, he didn't he have still, to. He, what? What do you mean? No, he didn't have to give a damn if he uh, offended some people because, you know, of his he was in a unique position. He was on WABC and then he had a, a national show. And and so if people got fed up with something he said or a question he asked, that'd be different. But he used to he used to do the same thing. It's well, you are at this. You're in the same thing. You and I talking now, there'll be some people out there who will take offense to what you're saying. You know that? Probably because you're talking to me. <laughs> I know. You know I, oh, I mean? believe me, I know. You can't, you can't please everybody. Oh, like, yeah. Trust me, I, 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 I learn that every day. I mean, sometimes yeah. because of... Uh, the reaction we get from callers and sometimes email. And so what wow. I strive to do, and, and you understand this, I think, and, and I think most listeners understand this. I am striving to do the best program every day and right. trying to please the most people most of the time. And I realize exactly right. every day, exactly right. every it's day, yeah, every day, whether it's intentional or in most cases unintentional, I'm probably going to rub some people the wrong way. Right. Either because of something I say, because of the tone of my voice, because of the call didn't last. You're right. Yeah, the call the call didn't last long enough, or the call was too long. Yeah. I mean, everybody, well, I, and and that's okay. Everybody has an opinion, but right. I, you know, it's, I'm still Can striving. I, let me just let me just say something because you're going to be cutting me off. Like here today, you keep referring to January 6th as an insurrection, but who was charged? With insurrection, nobody. It's like that, um, you know that that scene with the, the Australian guy. That's a knife. No, this is a knife, mate. You know what I'm saying? Who was charged with insurrection? At least one thousand three people were charged in the Capitol insurrection. Were they charged specifically with insurrection? No, yeah, but it, it but they they were charged with. So more than a thousand right. people were charged with what was certainly an attempted insurrection. So oh, was the wait, was wait, the wait, wait. was the now insurrection got, successful? On. No. Yeah. No. It hold was on. shut now down. You said attempt. Yeah. No, but see, now that rubs me the wrong way. But you can say it; it doesn't bother me. Well, I just said it rubs me the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, but again, but you know what I mean. But yeah, right. but you disagree with what I said, and that's fine. You know, that's yeah. So I gave you my opinion you give me your opinion but you know at the end of the show we're bo yeah. we're both friends at the oh yeah yeah, yeah. and and, and we're both going to have a good you, weekend you said that was the if they but it's not just you all the commentators referred to it as this insurrection and it wasn't it was just if you want to call it most of it was just trespass uh assault 
were the ones that were swinging that stick. I mean, your big friend there with the guy with the horns on his head. <laughs> that, that, that yeah, and there's another you, thing. That, that, and that say, you invite to your parties. You see, there is another intriguing person who I'd love to have on the program. And, and yeah. I know I say this a lot of times about somebody I'd like to have on the program or even someone I'd like to have lunch with. Now, let's be clear. There's there's probably little, if anything, that he and I agree on, at least when it comes to our political worldview or whatever. But I'm I'm telling you, most likely, if he came to Binghamton, I mean, whether it was on the air or just, yeah, I'm, I'm passing through Binghamton. Uh, let's let's meet for lunch. We would have a, a fine lunch and an interesting discussion. And we would both, I'm not saying he'd learn anything from me, but I'd learn something from him, at least more than I know from just what's been reported in the idea. media. Bob, Bob, here's an idea. Call him up. You're not going to believe this, but the jerk is running for Congress. Yeah, I, I believe it. I know that. I know that. Hey, I got to run. Well, then call him up. Say you have well, a radio station. Well, maybe I will. Up. Yeah. And, and Okay. All right. Well, fact, I, if you do it, please. You know, let me know well. on the sly, and I'll meet you at the diner, <laughs> and I'll pay for the, I'll pay for the meal just to see him. Oh, you're going to be embarrassed. Would you walk in there with him with the buffalo head on him? I would prefer if he just walked in. Both of us walked in dressed as semi normal people, anonymous people. That'd be my preference. But yeah, if he was dressed that way, I I would I would walk in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's 11.50. I'm Bob Joseph. This is WNBF. It's Bob Joseph. You know, it's almost the weekend. I can't wait for the weekend to begin, but I'll have to because after the program, I need to go out and report some stuff. <laughs> the news won't report itself. Yeah, I keep looking online for a, a really affordable AI program that is designed to report local news and do some original reporting. But I can't find the right program. So I'm going to have to go out and, of course, <sighs> get out of the newsmobile, probably get my feet muddy, probably have to ask a few questions, and then come back here and write up some stories. Oh, and then, and only then, will the weekend get underway. Hi, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Beverly from the town of Dickerson. Yeah, what's up? Oh, hey, I seen where that Santos got ousted from from Congress. They kicked him out. They kicked yeah. him out. You know, Bob, you you can't be above the law. The law is the law, and what he did was terrible. What he allegedly did. He hasn't been convicted of anything, but based on many reports, it sounds like he did some pretty pretty inexcusable things. But, yeah. So now that he's kicked out, I still wish him the best, and I hope he'll come on the program. Yeah, well, I do too, you know. But, 
All right. Uh, you can't be a bu- you can't be a bub the lob, uh, Bob. All right, that's a good that's a good lesson for each of us. I hope you have a great weekend. You too, honey. Thanks. Yeah, you can't be above the law. In fact, as I often say, always respect the law. That's what I'm about. Hope you've enjoyed our week. I know I have. Going to have a great weekend, and I hope you do as well. And then return Monday morning from 9 to noon for another episode of Binghamton Now. I'm Bob Joseph on News Radio WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town